Hey everyone, this is Daisy's.live. I'm Scott. I'm Miral. And I'm sure yeah. We're gonna review some Bollywood series and maybe talk a little news. And then we're gonna dive in to Shoria and Anoki and get into some advocacy. But uh, Miral, why don't you tell us? So we're gonna review Broken But Beautiful, which released last week on Altbology. And mm. it is really hyped as uh, the series of the month. We're going to talk about it. Um, Sonia Rati and Sadat Shukla. Sadat Shukla, of course, the winner of um, of the Big Boss last season. A very big guy, huge fan following. All all the fans waiting waiting for his cinematic release, and this was, of course, a big one for him. Then we will review Family Man season two, right. and of course the the quintessential Manoj Bajpayee, which everybody has been waiting for for a very, very, very long time. And um, we were very excited about it. We were waiting for this one for a very long time. And we're going to review that one too. And uh, then, of course, we will. Uh, we had uh, in our studio earlier today the fandom from uh, the panel from the fandom of Shari Noki Kahani. And today they were discussing the taboo around professor-student relationships, uh, teacher-student relationships, and mm. romantic relationships. And uh, they spoke about how we need to break the taboo and how these relationships need to come mainstream. And we'll talk more about it in a bit, but let's wow. first get started with the Broken But Beautiful. Scott, over to you. Okay, well, I did not watch Broken But Beautiful, but I hear a little birdie told me that Shreya did. So, um, Moral, did you watch Broken But Beautiful? I did. Okay, so give us, give us in two or three sentences, what's this basic story? Well, um, well, it's a story about this... Um, girl called uh what's her name Rumi and um Agastya the guy and Agastya is this theater artist and um the girl uh she's um they they kind of have a relationship where the girl is kind of using him because she's in love with somebody else and uh they kind of get into this comf comfortable, comfortable relationship. They really are not in a relationship and they're kind of using each other because they're in this comfort zone. And then a guy falls in love with her, crazy love with her. And just when he's, he's about to, um, uh, when he's about to uh, propose to her, the original guy comes and gets her. And then things just went, go crazy for the, for, for, right. for, for the original guy. So, so it's just right. that story of, how the original guy falls out of love with her and uh, she realizes it too late that she's in love with him. And when she comes back, the guy's totally out of love with her. So, so it's a classic love triangle story. Uh, I don't know. Shreya, what do you say? How, how would it's you not, classify it? It's really messy. Like, I don't even think it's a triangle. It's not like two people chasing one person or one people like one person like someone else and then that person like someone else. It's it's like a really, really messy plot line where Ooh, there's okay. like All right. one person and another and then like they leave and then another person comes in and then now there's confusion between the three and suddenly it's like two, one. Like it changes so fast. So what'd you think? But, but Shreya, don't you think the girl was all messed up? I thought she was so messed up that I, I felt like, that. I felt like, right. I felt, I thought okay. she needed a full-time shrink right. and I wanted to literally give her two slaps okay. on her face. I'm like, stop we drinking. Stop we drinking, it. girl. It's messing your head up. Okay. You know what I mean? We got it. We got it. Shreya, what'd you think? <laughs> I kind of agree with Morale. I think the characters are all really messy. Like each one. Like, um, so as she mentions, Augustia is 
not only a theater director, but he's alcoholic. And then the girl is like a spoiled rich brat, uh, Rumi, and they all have like major problems. Like she likes this other guy, and then all of a sudden, like just as she's about to get married to this one, the first one comes back in or something. Like, like the story does get really, really messy. And I think there's so much of like, who do I actually like? Like, do I actually want him? Do I not want him? Does she want me? Does she want him? Like everybody is so confused throughout the whole movie. And I think that that's really where like the plot gets so messy because nobody knows what they want. And then the characters just keep coming in and out of each other's lives. And I'm not sure if that was like the point of the way that the story was written for them to keep people like you know engaged like okay maybe if we just keep messing up the story a little bit more people will stay engaged but I think it just <laughs> got so confusing at one point I was like I don't even know if the characters know what they want anymore okay so so do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing the way that it's just so chaotic and no one really seems to to know what they want um I think there's a point of them of the story where rather than having like unrequited love or whatever it turns a little toxic I think like mm. the way that they all are with each other is, is like or at least the main two characters the way they interact is kind of toxic so I understand where morale is like I think y'all kind of need a little bit of therapy because they're mm. there's like so <laughs> little, many little bit little bit literally <laughs> uh hey hey Shreya that's an understatement because the way they are with each other they are like I don't know if they understand what love is. It's like they they kind of own each other. It's like it's property. Okay. All right. So I was going to get to you in a second, Moral. <laughs> I, I really was. No, seriously. So Shreya, Shreya. So so <laughs> yeah. you think so so this is so it's taught. So I still don't have a feel for what actually happens in the series. Like, is it just falling in and out of love slash attraction? Like, what is there anything that actually goes on? In this so it the i mean see that's like the best way to actually just tell you what the plot line is it's it's just them being so confused about who wants each other i could be like oh yeah they go on a date to like a coffee shop and then they have like an argument okay. and they All go right. here and then they have an argument and then they go home and then they have an argument like oh, they're just arguing and like day after day after day after day and like the whole story is like in told in these like segments of between like Oh, do I really want him? Like, what's happening between us? Like, it's constantly just like, what's happening between us? Like, why can't we ever make anything work? And I'm like, okay. And in every single episode, it's like they'll usually between like 23 to 31 minutes um, each episode. It's all the same type of like theatrics and dramatics going on. Where like by the end of it, you're like, wow. Like maybe I need some therapy after right, watching this. Right. Right. Okay. So, Moral, here's my question for you: Is there anything about this, the structure of this show? that's redeeming. I mean, yeah, these people need therapy. Okay. And it's kind of toxic, but is there, is it a mirror to us? Does it hold up a mirror to society? I mean, what, what about this? It, let's talk about some positives because right now so, I'm hearing a lot so of So this, this is a scene I will, I will tell you. So her father, this woman, Rumi, she's a she's poor little rich girl. Uh, her father shows her, she, she picks up a plate of macaroons and her father says, you don't always need to choose the pink ones because you know what? There are the blue ones too. Okay. Yeah. Profound, isn't it? So that's... <laughs> no. Okay. And, is, and is it delivered in such a way that it's supposed to be profound? <laughs> Those are her choices in life, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
don't don't get me going. Don't get me going. <laughs> this is your time and, to shine. Shreya just gave guy, her review. On the other hand, this is guy Augustia. He's a he's he's such a perfectionist in theater. Okay, he's such a perfectionist. <laughs> All right. He's okay. such a perfectionist that there's a play going on and he doesn't like the fact that he had told the the lady in the play the la the, the the actress in the play not to wear lipstick she still wears lipstick and she goes on stage he he walks onto the stage and he tells everybody in the audience this play is over go home this is how mercurial the guys these are characters these are real characters in this in the series okay and that's that's the that's a hero of this is how mercurial the guy is and then he falls in love with this macaroon lady and he falls in love with her to the fact that he he actually takes all her macaroon shit literal huh? this is love for you this is how how deeply in, in love he falls right and then i, I gotta stop you all what, he does what do you mean about literal macaroon shit I mean, this I is. Don't, this I is, don't understand that. I, I'm lost. What? So, she's in love. She's she's actually in love with this other guy called what's his name? Uh, Han. Ishan. 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 Sorry. Yeah. His real name is Ihan, but he's the guy from ARMans ARN's debut movie. Remember? Just that not. guy. That Good-looking, good-looking guy who plays. Yeah, there you go. With good abs, right? That guy. So she's actually in love with that guy right and but that guy is a player he's like playing everybody in the room he's in love with somebody else no no no. he's playing everybody he's a player he hasn't decided he hasn't decided who he's in love someone with someone understood what i just did okay go on go on go on go on so she's madly in love with the guy and he doesn't care to hoops so she wants attention and she's this rich little brat she wants attention and there's this guy who's fallen in love with her who's a perfectionist Theater guy, perfection. Are we talking about macaroon shit? Yeah, the macaroon woman. <laughs> okay, all right, because because I'm because it feels like we're rehashing the pre the the review at well, this point. I'm just trying to explain the story to you. So can you imagine no. watching this? No, I can't. Uh, that's why I asked about macaroon shit because you said he took all of our macaroon shit. I mean, no, at this point, I'm trying I, to find what I'm trying one to tell redeeming... you is the guy who couldn't take lipstick lipstick he didn't want on an actress is actually tolerating this woman. He falls in love with this woman and he's tolerating her now. But she's okay. tolerating him, keep in mind, because she's in love with this guy who just does not care about her. Okay, doesn't so care. And he's, let's, let's he's like, time out for, let's time out for a second. It sounds like, <laughs> okay. it sounds like this I mean, it's too complicated so for no, Scott. No, no, it's not. So it's not... you can only imagine how complicated it was okay. for us when we were okay. watching it because Half God, the time we didn't know who that. wasn't God, love with who and who was sleeping with who, right? <laughs> okay. All right. So I have a feeling that this is e either it's either extremely and who was throwing up on who? Jesus. Oh my God. It's either really badly written or or someone made a specific attempt to try to reflect who we are in this very complicated, weird, messy time. It, which is it? Are, are you going philosophy on this? Yeah. Look. Look. This. The. The. The refuge. Sure. Of the I feel like I can reflect a little bit more and make the plotline seem more sane. So I think a lot of it is about this girl because she's so rich and she has everything. She just like wants the only things that she can't have. That's at least how I saw it. Right. Yeah, she wants right. this guy 
who doesn't want anything to do with her because she can literally have everything else. Like her, it's daddy's money. Like daddy can literally buy everything yeah. for her. So, you know, her biggest decisions in a day are like, oh, should I eat the blue macaroon or the pink macaroon? Like this girl doesn't have very many decisions in her life that she has to make. And so when this guy who doesn't want her comes along, she's like, oh my God, he's the one I have to have. Yeah, and like, she right. makes it her like life old. And then this other dude who comes along, she's kind of like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll tolerate him. But then the minute the first guy comes back, she, she like drops the second guy immediately. And then she it's just like a back and forth. So I think it's like the story is only interesting if you focus on it from her perspective, because she's the one who's playing like tug of war between these people. Whereas like the perfectionist guy, now he's just worried about being a perfectionist and being an alcoholic at the same time. And the other dude couldn't really care less about whatever's happening. <laughs> so the story is only interesting if you focus on it from the girl's perspective. And the reason I think it's so hard to relate is because like, I personally do not have the money in my life to just be like, ah, oh, do I eat the blue macaroons or the pink macaroons? Like I'm a little more stressed about things other than like oh does he like me or does he like me not you know right. but um i think like if you if you are in a different tax bracket in life like maybe this <laughs> is the show for you wow interesting okay so right, so let me let me let me just get a little serious about it i think let's more put, than that more than that it's there. about it's about him Give, so, so honest, honestly i think from his perspective it's about he falls in love with this girl, and he knows she's in, he knows she's in love with the other guy. So he tries to become like the other guy. He tries to he tries his best to become like the other guy, and he fails because she still goes to the other guy. And then he becomes unavailable to her, and she wants to be with what is not available to her. And she comes back to him, and then by then he's the process of falling out of love with her has been so intense for him that he just cannot go back to her. He just cannot go back to her. And that is a big thing for her because this is one person she cannot get. So is this a, a yes, a no, a, a stay away from? Uh, it, it is complicated. Let's just, okay, okay. let's just put it, if you, if you want to watch it, your relationship with this story is going to be so complicated that we cannot define it. Yeah, okay, interesting. Sharia, what do you think? Stay away, yes, no? The settings and like the characters are already very pretty. Um, it's nice to look at. Yeah. So that, if you have some brain cells to waste. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if I'm sorry I missed this or not. Um... Hi, I'm Priyadarshini and you're watching me on Live. Hey everyone, this is Live. This is Scott, and I am back here with Moral and Shreya. We just got done having a discussion. Let's just put it that way. Having a discussion about Broken But Beautiful. Really difficult to say yay or nay. Um, a lot of mixed emotions about this show, which I think from one perspective is a good thing, right? There's, there's something to be said about the neat and tidy, easy, we have an easy resolution and everyone's either satisfied or dissatisfied, but something that stirs up, there, there's something to be said about that. That has value. So maybe take a look. I don't know. But then we're, we're going to move on to something that's a little less complicated. It's a lot more straightforward. And I'm talking about, of course, The Family Man season two. Now, Shreya, you did not see that. Is that correct? Oh my God! And we're all, you did see it, correct? Of course, we wouldn't right. miss it for like the world. Oh, that's okay. Now I'm going to give the premise, and then I want to hear your review. Re your review. 
morale. So the premise is for anyone who's been living under a rock, <laughs> no, but for anyone who hasn't seen Family Man or The Family Man, uh, Manoj Bajpai stars as a member of a counter-terrorism unit called Task. And um, they battle all kinds of bad guys trying to do bad things in India. In this season, we have a holdover from season one, and we have a new Tamil uh, uh, rebel, right? A, a Tamil freedom fighter slash rebel slash terrorist. Sabu. Is, is, I'm sorry? Sabu. What's, what's that? His name, Sabu. Well, there's, also, there's also Raji, right? There's, there's Ra Raji. Raji, the, yeah, the girl. So there are several people involved mm. in this, and... Um, it, it involves just classic, it's kind of almost like cop work, right? It's classic counterterrorism, uh, tracking down the bad guys, putting together clues, um, losing a few people along the way. Uh, it's brilliantly acted. It's, uh, uh, it's exciting. It's well-paced. It's a very interesting show. Morale, and I thought, I thought the last episode was just, please talk about the last episode because episode nine was brilliant. Morale, what'd you think? I actually loved it. Loved it. You know why? Uh, so, so I love Shri as a Shrikant as a as a character. I love it because this is this is common man feel to this guy. He's not James Bond, but he's smart as hell, right? And and he's got the chops. And and just because of this, the way he uses his brain and his his entire, you know, acumen to to really do what he does, and the way he balances his his home and his and his work, and th this entire package is so phenomenally, uh, he's so us at times. You know what I mean? So um, I loved it. Um, there's there's this spycraft element of it then there's the bureaucracy element of it and then the fa family dynamics so if you put all of that together um I, I just i just love what this entire show this entire series brings uh, then of course this this realistic tamil tigers element with its isis at the, in the background this sri lanka china the subcontinent politics which is real again yes. nothing nothing about that politics was was imaginary this is real uh, foreign policy dynamics right so so this wasn't written just because it was real foreign policy dynamics didn't have this made is up countries there weren't there wasn't some country like there was nothing made up here this is real pakistan or you know totally. made up so so this was this was like you put 24 and then you took then then you took like like you know you, you take twenty four you take homeland then you then you put you you just take a lot of James Bond in it but but you don't put a James Bondish character you put a common man with with a lot of brain and 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 a lot of acumen there and you just kind of mix it all up and you come up with a thriller where a person like you with 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 intelligence uh, just amazingly you know is a protagonist here and i absolutely love it yeah yeah i i thought it was i agree with you uh from start to finish it was just it was well done it was well crafted the acting was excellent across the board across i mean when he when he picks up picks up a gun you know he's picked up a gun you know his yeah, body his body moves yeah no he, absolutely there's a there's a yeah, there's a real control, a real physicality to the way he acts, which, and it's not like big, you know, former, it's not like The Rock, 
you know, it's not like some former wrestler, that kind of physicality. No, no. It's like someone who's completely in control of his or her movements. Um, so, so the la the last uh, the last um, episode where you know J.K. is in the hospital and he has the oxygen mask and uh, and Shri goes and says hi to him in the hospital when they finally find him with a bullet, mm -hmm. right? And and he tells his wife J.K. is a cockroach. He's not going to die. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll find him. So. Uh, Zayn and I are watching it last night and he's sitting right next to me and there's this conversation between Shri and JK and it's a it's a it's a conversation and when this conversation finishes uh, Zayn and I look at each other and he's like you know isn't this quite like a conversation Scott you and I would have and we're like yeah why is that How's, how just go back to the conversation listen listen to it it's a normal conversation that you and Zane would have. Hmm. Okay. All right. I don't remember the specifics of that. What is he? Oh, well, anyway, I remember the scene. I don't remember the words. So I'll have to go back and check that out. Go back, um, go back to it. But, but lovely. I mean, I, I loved, I loved technically nothing wrong with, uh, in terms of the story, in terms of the specifics, in terms of, in terms of, uh, the, the reality of the show, the, the events, the, the countries, the, the reality of the politics of the subcontinent, everything real, everything top A. Um, actors, oh my God, phenomenal, each one of them. And the reality of the fact that people on the task force were, 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 uh, were sympathizers of the terrorists. Reality. They were sympathizers, but they were still on the task force. They're fighting against them, which was which is a reality in a lot of these task forces in a, in a lot of police forces you have sympathizers working against the against the terrorists but it happens in these countries it does so 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 this entire um, you know the plot the writing uh, the the thrilling the uh, the thriller the every aspect of it was so beautifully executed i loved it Okay, so there are a few things that I'd like to comment on. The first one is um, the the daughter. Um, what was her name? Uh, Dridi. Dridi. Gets yeah, she gets involved uh, in an unfortunate way in in uh, Shrikant's work, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But it turns out that she's for a for, for a how old is she? 13, 12, 13, 13, 14. Mm, yeah. 13, 14, for a thirteen year old girl, she's badass. You know, you'd think she's just some. You know, she just likes to play on her phone and 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 flirt with boys, but she's a badass. That's number one. That was an interesting twist. Uh, the second thing is, I think uh, I thought Shrikant's character was funnier this season. He had me laughing more. Uh, he was funny in season one. I'm not saying he wasn't. He was just more funny in season two. Um, I love his son. The dynamic between Shrikant and his son is yeah, so. But he, yeah, it is. It's good. But he like with all of the guys that he works with, though, he has that sort of that sort of. Uh, slap you know that that sort of slap it's not slapstick but it's like grab ass sort of what the hell's your problem giving you know calling them names making fun of them he's very he's very guy in that way he's, he's like a he's your classic bro um but the one okay the one thing that i think is i don't want to say problematic but the one part of the show that is a bit oh i don't even want to say controversial just not it's not smooth is is his relationship with Suchi, his relationship with his wife, and every good spy show, 
every single good spy show across all cultures, one of the main messages is if you are a good spy, you can never have normal relationships. You can never have, it's almost impossible to be a family man. Right. And that's one of the things that this show is about the struggle between being a good counter terrorist expert and being a dad. And he seems to do a decent job. But I mean, Suchi has other thoughts about that. Suchi thinks that he was a terrible father, terrible husband. But no, not, excuse me, not a terrible father, a terrible husband. Um, and I, I don't know. I thought she was a little, this is going to sound really bad. It's going to sound really bad for the guy to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. She seemed a little too angry. She knew what he did for a living. She didn't want to cut him any slack. By his own admission, he 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 got he he quit so he could work in a corporate job and he could be home more. And he even said that. And she's like, "Well, do you want a medal?" And he was like, he was just defending himself because she was tearing into him. So I think she was a little angry in the beginning, and then I don't know. Was she sabotaging everything at the very 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 end? I think she might have been. No, she was. Yeah, I, I think she had. They had issues with each other, and he wasn't the kind of guy who was very happy going to therapy. Anyways, remember his entire session with the therapist was hilarious. I mean, come yes, on. yes, it was. It he was. was he, he's he's not the kind of guy who would take to therapy. Anyways, but he wasn't helping her in any way. He he himself wasn't happy in in a desk job. Well, no, who would be? I mean, it was a replay. It was an obvious. He, it was he, an obvious he, replay he, of was, he was he was getting FOMO. He was calling JK all the time. Of course, but he was also having the guy over his desk asking him about his TPS reports. And, you know, it's been 21, 22 years since Office Space came out, and that still kind of makes me laugh. But, um, yeah, of course he hated that job, of course. And you knew he was going back. But the real issue was, is what was Suchi doing at the very end of that last scene? She's like, I've got something to tell you. And you know what she's going to tell him. I don't know. Oh, that is gonna That's what kill. I, was about. I, I yeah. don't That's know. What I, was about. I don't know how he's gonna take it. That's I know exactly how it. he's gonna take it. He's it's how? not gonna go. It's not gonna go well. Sh you Sh think? Shrikant Tavari is not the sort of man who would take that news well. That he's, she's been having an affair. She had an affair. She had. Yeah. So but I guess she still just, works with I guess, him. I guess we just. I guess we just let the internet know about that in case you haven't. Well, it's it's all it's it's in season one, so everybody knows about it anyway. Oh, I mean the telling part of it, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah fine. The, it's been done. We know about it in season one. The question is, it's hanging over. Is she going to tell him? And it looks like at the end of season two, it looks like she's going to tell him. And I, I just think even when the therapist says, "Don't," this whole thing about being honest. Honesty is the best policy is not always true. Sometimes you you need to hold back a little bit. And I I don't I don't completely I guess what I'm ultimately trying to say is I don't completely understand Suchi. I don't completely understand. I know that she's unhappy. I know that she has things about Shrikant that she wishes she could change. But there's also I also feel like she's I don't know either get out either get out or I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, so, I just so, don't understand at the end. He's so I, I think, I think a couple of things that I, I want to really say here is one, I, I absolutely loved Priya Mani. So she, she's, she's a great actress, 
Um, and she kind of works very well with the chemistry between her and Manoj Bajpayee is amazing. I mean, they get it's, a, they, it's they, tense. It's intense. It's intense right? I'll, I'll and I and I'm not and I'm not critiquing in any way that the execution of that character. I just don't understand. I'm not. Does she want in or out? And I can't figure that out. And if if it's if it's like foot in, if it's one in and one out, okay. Humans are not always neat and clean, and you know sometimes stuff's messy. Look at Broken but Beautiful, right? Things are messy. But what I, what I really love is the chemistry between Sharib Hashmi, the which is J.K. and Manoj Bajpayee. That is phenomenal. Uh, the the two of them play off each other very well. They're they're a bro pair, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's a pair for forever, literally. So that chemistry is great. The woman who plays the prime minister, Seema Biswas, they. Again, great. Dilip Tahil, all right. He's got patchy pots. What I would have wanted to see more of was Sharad Kelker, the the love affair guy, the guy who uh, you know, Sharad and the uh, the Suchi's ex boyfriend. I'd love to see an extended role for him. Definitely, the kids again, good, good, good selection. Uh, Vedant, uh, Ashlesha, both both of them are great selections again. Uh, where I really, really liked um, uh, the, the background score, it really complements that entire paced narrative, uh, the, the rap in the background score that is just phenomenal. The cinematography, especially, you know, Chennai outdoors, the green of, I mean, it is just so good. I, I loved it. And, and you know, it's, it's, by, it's by this guy called Eric Bryson. Pretty, pretty neat. Again, uh, the narrative is crisp. It's 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 very well edited. The writing is the writing is fun. The I mean the dialogues are fun. It, it's it's really well done. Uh, where I thought we could have done better was um, Rachi. I mean, she she had a meaty role. I, I wish we could have seen kind of more come out of that part because really? she was a badass terrorist. You know she what I mean? Was. She was. She's really badass. What? What? I, I don't understand what you're saying. What more? So I, I wish I wish we had some more of her, you know, interactivity with Manoj because that that thing was really good. I mean, I liked her fight scenes. I liked I liked her, you know. I wish there was more of her over there. Hmm. Okay. I I that's like you know like season one was Musa. We saw so much of Musa. Yeah, Musa. He had more Musa footage. Did. Yeah. Yeah, she, she didn't have. Lot, she was. She was. She she messed a lot of guys up. I mean, <laughs> she, she she did, but we didn't have so much footage. She she didn't have so much footage as Musa had. All right. Well, I think bottom line for a woman terrorist, I I would have given her a lot more footage. I, we want to see more women, even in terrorism. You know what I mean? I <laughs> affirmative action for terrorists. It's equal know, rights. Not, dude. It's not just for. It's not just for. Okay. Right. So that's, it's a go. What do you say? I, I absolutely. Guess, unless unless there aren't enough women terrorists in your in your show, and that's a if that's a, a sticking point, then stay away. Uh, otherwise, yes, Family Man season two is a go, uh, especially that last episode when they uh, confront Raji. That that was that was. You know, you know one one more thing I want to say before we wrap this up and we move on to the song. One oh, more please. thing: four languages in a show. Yeah. And switching between four languages, so there was Tamil, there was English, and there was Hindi, and there was uh, switching languages. They were in the script, and that was so beautifully done. 
Telugu. I mean, it was so beautifully done. All these languages between all the people, and you didn't even feel it. You didn't feel that you weren't understanding. I didn't because I had English. Rajan DK, phenomenal work. The directors, phenomenal. Yo, this is Tasher. You are now tuned in to Daisy's Dot Live. Let's go. Daisy's Dot Live. This is Scott, and I'm back here with Shreya and Moral, and we just got done. Um, I almost said something really. Um, um, profane uh we just got done uh, supporting praising the family man season two um it was a bit frothy but we got through it uh what are we talking about now well we had uh, the ladies from uh the fandom of shoranoki kahani over and they today talked about um the the taboo around uh teacher-student relationship and they had a, a very animated discussion around it. And I wish you were here because remember when last time we brought this up, we had, we agreed to disagree about it. And I wish you were here because we could have done with your perspective too. But well, they, they had, they had a, they had a great discussion and that's what's happening with the story in Shorinaki right now. Their um, marriage uh, news is all over their college, and uh, Anoki is uh, is being rusticated from the college. She's been ousted by uh, Shorya's family, and she's he's been sent he's been sent to another city, and he doesn't know what's going on. And apparently, he comes to know on Monday now that this has happened, and he's going to come back blazing all guns to save his love. So let's see what happens there. And well. Uh, that's what we have here now, and um, I play excerpts of the discussion, not the entire recording. Sorry. This week we're discussing a very sensitive topic, and this topic is sensitive not only because we have a lot of disagreement in how we want to treat this topic, but uh, but because of the legal, ethical, and social impact of what we're going to discuss. On one, having said that, if the situation is unconscionable if for, for 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 some people. Uh, because they feel that this brings up issues of unequal power, but for some people, they feel that it is a relationship and we need to look at any relationship um, on even grounds and not uneven. Because the main fear associated with such relationships, all the risk of it, is that it might promote misconduct or coercion, but then if there are two consenting adults and they can take uh, they can take the relationship further, they could be learning and they could be an experience that the relationship can bring in a healthy way as well. Um, but after all, if a consensual relationship is enthusiastic and there are two parties completely respectful towards each other, what is wrong with the relationship, even if the, the formal, uh, uh, formal conduct of the relationship is between a teacher and a student? So we're here to talk a little bit more about it and also because this emanates from the story of Shorya and Anoki because Shorya was Anoki's teacher. I want to start with the, this entire premise that in our societies, there are certain people that we really look up to. And this comes from a lot from, you know, how we've been brought up over centuries. 
when when you know when um we come from a culture of education we come from a culture of of gurus right and i think it's that that's stuck in our head when we when we say that gurus have a certain um space in our society in our culture in our in in the hierarchy of things where we come from and we almost look upon gurus as god right and this was when ashrams when used to there's a process of attaining knowledge and when people were born they were sent into these big ashrams to learn to attain knowledge and there was this entire process now the process doesn't exist anymore uh, your guru could be anyone it could be a mentor you could have hundreds of gurus it could be it could be your you know online mentor it could be somebody who's still in college right it could be somebody who's like 3 years older than you who's teaching you math anybody could be your teacher right so so that that definition of guru has changed in our in our lives uh, and you know people who can teach you guitar is a guru people who teaches you teaches you another language is a guru people the guy who teaches you spanish is a guru the guy who who teaches you uh, how to play how to play flute is a guru so so the the definitions have changed our lives have changed we don't have the guru cools where you go to anymore so the definition of guru definitely has changed and also um, a lot of the, the entire institutionalization of teachers has also disappeared right we don't institutionalize teachers anymore right and also um I, th- i think a lot more younger people are becoming teachers and teaching as a profession has also changed quite a lot right so now in this entire change scenario we don't revere teachers like we used to um, we don't we don't wake up in the morning and you know pray to the teachers and touch their feet we, we don't do that anymore. that 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 thing doesn't happen right we still we should we still respect them because we respect knowledge we 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 still you know look at knowledge as something that you know is is quite respected and that's a part of our culture but does that mean that whoever is imparting that that knowledge to us also becomes revered and is not an, at an equal footing with us that we don't even engage with them in a discussion or we don't we don't uh, uh question them we don't do that we question our teachers we we get in discussions with them we 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 go back and question the theories and we go fight with them about stuff and 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 that's normal because because that's what education is now all about somebody who's taught us x for 20 years we go and 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 tell them why is true and x is not right so this is how education has evolved as well now when that has happened and this entire system has evolved why are we looking at this entire system of why why are we still thinking of educationists and and teachers as as a superior class of people that we need to uh we need to hold uh in so much respect and not somebody who are appears somebody someone who are who, who are educated who are imparting at the service providers why can't we look them look at them as service providers why are we still thinking of them as what's in our head what what's been put in our head not in our head but it's been put in our head through books and through movies and and you know these these uh you know mythological uh serials why are we thinking myth- mythology in in our heads we we're, we're still thinking you know the mahabharata when we think gurus or we think teachers whereas they're not the service providers uh shall we start swimming uh see i think in today's time even this thought process is changing you know it's not like we are we are only looking at them as somebody who 
uh, we have to like there is a sense of respect definitely yes we are taught to respect our teachers so uh, there are two folds to it one is sometimes the age matters in terms of respect like suppose somebody is really elderly head of the department not talking about shorya talking about somebody like you know a, a very senior person who has like suppose 30 years of experience in the field we look to them for knowledge like they are very knowledgeable so that respect comes but i don't think that uh, in lot of cases that it might be that you are thinking they are completely out of reach and we have to just you know maintain that uh, uh, that fear and the distance uh, between the teacher and the student these days teachers are also are also friends they are people who guide you apart from the knowledgeable books knowledge also as well like you know you can approach a teacher for some something about academics and there are teachers genuine teachers where there is the relationship of only teacher and a student but there is also a sense of friendship of 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 an advisor you look up to them to ask about decisions in life like astha is in this example like i'll put astha and anokhi so she's anokhi uh, astha somebody who is respected a lot by anokhi but anokhi takes her advice but in today's time if suppose a teacher does something wrong or say some theory that you don't agree with students do have that uh, sentiment in their minds that yes i have the right that i can tell my teacher that i don't agree with you or i want to you know i don't want to do this previously it was if a teacher says it is a you just agree that it is a it's it's not something that you can discuss to me about i think that the thought process is changing like i would not i would not think i would treat my teacher as a god and somebody who cannot be right if i find that there is something wrong here or i am not connecting to what he is teaching i think we would say that you know we would approach as a friends as well i think that that thing is happening now a lot of uh, uh, places so guru yes in ancient times guru was a godly figure uh and somebody you cannot disrespect somebody you cannot oppose and you know uh, put a theory of your own on top of him but i don't think it's completely valid anymore like now in today's time the respect is still there but it is not like the the guru is the god the knowledge wise yes we respect because they have more knowledge than, than us more maturity more experience they are teaching us and guiding us to our better future but they can be wrong they are human uh, after all So I think that that change is there now. People do treat their teachers as friends as well. Thanks to me. Thanks for that, uh, Shreya. Uh, I want I want to take the same question with you, but I want to add another angle to it. What culturally we didn't understand from the the I'm sorry, we didn't understand this culturally uh, from the um, from the episode yesterday last night was. Why were they laughing at her because she was married? Why would you laugh at a married person? Isn't isn't marriage a respected institution? If she's married to a professor, um, why would they laugh at her? No, no. Why is it a laughing matter that she's married in the first place? And why would they make fun of her? Why would you openly make fun of somebody? I think, I think, I think we thought it was totally OTT. So her her being laughed at and sneered at and people throwing stuff at her. It was totally OTT. Nah, that is OTT for sure. That was for dramatic purposes. But I get the insinuation. The there was an insinuation before that that uh, they had a salacious affair. 
sleazy affair and which resulted like she they had a physical relationship which might have resulted in a pregnancy or something so that was the connotation that you know oh acha you are you pregnant or something that's why you got married in you know hurry so much hurry because he still has to still his student she's not passed out yet so that was the you know because it, even if you do it like even they, i have also seen many real life examples of teacher and students marrying but that is after you know uh, the student has passed out and when they are no longer you know a student and a teacher plus the cultural things no are- they have no proof that insinuation came from his sisters right yeah yeah so hmm. that because uh, yeah that's what i'm saying there was a dramatization for sure but they openly said it that are you like in a physical relationship are you having an affair which and see they also insinuated so that is how you got marks you know that is how you got the highest mark you were doing it you know you were doing something to you know please him that you know we were not doing it or something like that the other students so that angles all that angle also comes in where you know there insinuating that you are asking favors and he was taking those sexual favors from you so that was the whole uh, you know point of having that conversation so that is why it is a taboo also because then it, there comes an angle of malicious sleazy affair and salacious thing between a teacher and student also where they have just an affair if for example if shaura would have been a married professor what if yeah well that was a great discussion and well we all concluded we all concluded that this is a taboo that we all need to work on and uh, basically eradicate we should not be shaming people for being in love okay all right well uh that was uh short but sweet well short at least um and uh i really look forward to uh to next week when we can talk about a few more things and maybe some other taboos brought up in Shoria or Anoki. Uh until then, I'm Scott. I'm Iral. And I'm Shreya. Thanks for listening everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>